0: Good day, amazing, beautiful, wonderful podcast family. I hope that wherever you are in the world, you are doing amazing. I'm sending you all of my love, support, and well wishes, good vibes, and everything I can. We have an incredible episode for you today. We have Michael Tellinger, the founder of the Ubuntu Movement, back on the show. Uh, I've met Michael in person. His books are incredible. He's the author of uh four books slave species of the gods adam's calendar temples of the african gods and the ubuntu contributionism A blueprint for human prosperity. Um, So you might notice at the beginning of the show, it cuts right in. Um, I I frigged up the recording, so it's going to dive right into Michael speaking. There's no intro in that way, so it'll be a bit weird. Um, But this is an amazing episode. He talks in this one about how Trump has taken over the Federal Reserve, Rothschild banking cartel, and COVID-19. We also we talk about a lot in this. Um, There are also some other people saying that saying that Trump has taken over the Federal Reserve. I haven't confirmed it, but I've I've heard it from a few credible sources and we will wait to find out. I frigging hope so. Uh, We talk about how international bankers and their friends control the world, which I believe is true through my research. Um, We talk about the Great Awakening, Uh, the United States. Um, being turning out to be the savior of the world, economic hitman. Um, we talk about mainstream media, why the government leaders need to speak up. We talk about Dr. Fauci, hydroxychloroquine, why there's nothing to fear, and so much more. It's really an amazing episode, so I hope that you enjoy it. I've definitely been censored. So if you want to help, please share this episode. Um, Please consider becoming a patron and leave a review in iTunes. They help tremendously. Um, You know The censorship is real. They've sent my my ratings, and I'm shadow banned, blacklisted, and all that kind of stuff. So if you want to support that way, that would be amazing. For those of you guys who want to go a step further and you want a step-by-step master system for overcoming self-sabotage, strengthening your connection with spirit, and designing and living the life of your dreams, check out the absolutely phenomenal Soul Compass course that is free when you join the academy. This course is 21 Lessons and it distills years of my own research and the wisdom of interviewing over 350 world experts in spirituality, consciousness, and personal development. Um, so you can apply the techniques quickly and easily to your life to experience results. It is really a microcosm of what I do when I coach uh, elite CEOs, athletes, or whatever the case is, and help people from saying, I have no idea what I want to do with my life, like no idea whatsoever. In a very short period of time, they're very clear on their life direction it is the soul compass it is your internal dialogue your natural innate god-given guidance system it is so paramount that we know how to use it so please check out the soul compass goal of course you'll be happy that you did and it is free within the academy go to mattbelair.com. you're going to find the academy join it let me know what you think and transform your life and for those of you who want to go the extra step and you want to work one-on-one with me to build and design your dream life and you want to learn the secrets of mastery high performance goal setting Everything that I've learned in these podcasts and over years of research, you can apply for coaching there. Um, I've worked with professional athletes to do tricks that have never been done before, Olympians, um, CEOs, millionaires, whatever the case is, none of that really matters when it comes to peak performance because these tools need to be integrated individually. And even if you have no idea what you're doing versus a CEO who is very successful in some ways, when we can refine and design our vision based on our values and our and our intuitive knowing and our passions, it's amazing to watch the universe respond and we can quickly and easily live a life that is extraordinary by our own design and would love to work with you. So check it out at mattbelaire.com forward slash coaching. So the best way you can support the show as well is to uh, do three kind acts in the world today, wherever you are, do three kind acts to spread a positive vibe and all this um, craziness that we're experiencing. So let's get into this episode by coming to a state of peace and coherence. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath. And let it out slowly, filling every cell, every muscle, and every fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, enthusiasm, curiosity, and ready to take on this amazing episode with my friend, Michael Tellinger.
1: Humanity has been controlled and manipulated for a long, long time. And uh, we need to figure out who these people are that are doing the controlling and the manipulation. For those in the know, will know, just, just follow the money and you'll see who, are, who is at the top of the pile. The top of the control pyramid and uh, it always leads to the rothschild banking empire and their their royal bloodline buddies and whoever they are and it could possibly go even beyond that some other beings and creatures that we never know i may never know who they are but the point is that uh, just to come back to to more um, daily kind of routine stuff and what is what this lockdown global Fearmongering pandemic has done it's it's caused a rapid awakening and that is probably the best and most positive and most important thing that's coming out of this although many people are sick many people have died uh, and this is by design keep in mind this is not an accident this is all by design this is like a horror movie that we've been shoved into we've, we've become the central characters and the the actors and the 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 extras and the central actors in in some sort of sci-fi horror movie of a pandemic breaking out. This is it. We are now living it. We are in biblical prophetic times. This is almost like the end times, and it's right around us. Just open your eyes and you'll see it. Um, So what is happening is that people are realizing that the world we've been living in is no longer good enough because if these guys that have been able to create a global lockdown within six weeks, they've shut the entire world down, caused fear, fear-mongering, caused disease, spread a, a pre-cooked and pre-genetically engineered virus throughout the world. Unfortunately for them, it didn't work out as well as they hoped it would. Not as many people have died as they thought that they would. But what they've done is they've caused people to realize that we can't carry on living like this and there has to be a better way out of out of this mess and a better way to live. and That's really where the Ubuntu contributionism philosophy is now starting to find a lot of people. And this is not a new message. You know, I've been 2005, this has been around for 15 years, slowly maturing and evolving into what we now call the one small town can change the world strategy. And how simply we can take our small towns and turn them into places of prosperity and abundance literally overnight. And what is happening is more and more people as they realize that we can't carry on living in the world that we have for, for all these years and, and centuries and, and eventually millennia, uh, and especially the last 250 years when the Rothschild Banking Empire sort of remodified and modernized the, the banking structures and took control of the, the free world. Um people are now realizing, okay. We need to find a better way, and they're finding the Ubuntu movement. They're finding the message of one small town can change the world, and they're getting very excited because it's a terrible place to be in. It's it's there's so much fear mongering going on, especially if you watch mainstream media. It is it is a horror show day in and day out. It never stops. Fear, fear, fear. Horror, horror. Terrible death everywhere, and it's just such nonsense because we need to talk, and I want to talk about the science. I want to talk about why people should not be afraid, why they should switch off their TVs, don't watch mainstream news, whatever you're doing. What, in fact, watch it, but know that what you're seeing is completely the opposite of the truth and what's really happening. So watch it as a monitor or a barometer of the BS and the lies. Uh, and, then, and then absorb or, or immerse yourself in the real knowledge and the real information about this virus uh, and the so-called pandemic, what it really is and how we can get out of it how to protect yourself from medical and a physiological perspective, and then uh, the steps we need to take to create a new world and a better world when this insanity eventually ends. Fortunately, this is a saving grace, and no one could ever have predicted this. The United States of America is turning out to be the champion and the savior of the world. Nobody could have ever predicted this because for 250 years, the USA and its military might, has been used through the control of the central bank, the Federal Reserve Bank of the USA, and the ownership of that bank by the Rothschild banking empire. They've used the USA as the as the watchdog and the military might of the USA army and the military was used to go and protect the interests of the Rothschild banking empire around the world in every country. And wherever there was a, a leader or a president that might have risen to power that wanted to to move away from the Rothschild central banking systems was quickly removed. They either used the the, 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 the old, um, uh, what's that John Perkins book, um, that I forget the name now, uh, uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman. So yeah. there was economic hitman in there, You know, uh, wine and dine the new leaders, the presidents, bribe them, do whatever they could, and then collapse that economy, take it over, and reinstate the, the, the Rothschild banking empire. So this has been going on for uh, as long as the Rothschild empire has been around. And, uh, and every now and then when, the, when the, the, the leader would come into power in a country, uh, they would basically move in there, take him out, and carry on the global empire. But Donald Trump did something that nobody could ever have imagined. Um, and he very quietly, uh, under the radar, took over the Federal Reserve Bank of the USA. And this is uh, obviously not reported on at all. And this is so people jump up and down and say, well, how come nobody knows about it? How come the media isn't telling us? Because this is such big news. They should be, it should be all over the news. No, you're wrong. The reason it's not all over the news is because the same people that owned the Federal Reserve Bank the same people that own the Bank of England, the same people that own every central bank of every country in the world, with the exception of China and Russia, and one or two others like North Korea and possibly Cuba, and and one or two others. But pretty much every other central bank in the world is controlled by the Rothschild banking empire. Hmm. So they're not gonna go to all the major news networks and say that they've just lost control of the biggest central bank that has been used to bully every other country in the world into submission. So this has created an incredible twist of what's going on in the world and what's been going on for the last 250 years. I mean, the people in the USA should be aware that all the the wars in the United States have been about the control of the money and the banking, the central banks.
0: Yeah, well, Michael, that's um, like, obviously, game-changing that is a mass if that is true that's massive how did you come about that information because that that changes everything you know they have the biggest best it, military and they have the largest federal everything. reserve if that can go back in the hands of the american people and i've been saying this as i've watched been w- observing this canada is under control of globalists so is australia new zealand you can kind of see how that comes down but uh, the states is resisting and they have the biggest and best army so i'm like holy crap they actually are the saviors. And, you know, I want to go down to Texas. And when I was younger, I was like, oh, America and Texas and guns, like, you know, that's, you know, that's not where I want to be. But now it's like the only place I want to be protecting liberties. And so how did you find out that information? Well,
1: strangely enough, a lot of the mainstream media actually covered it, but they covered only aspects of it. And uh, and it's only if you understand, for those people that really understand global banking, the complete and utter control of the global banking system through the Rothschild banking empire. And there are not that many people that really get it. Some people say or they claim they they understand it, but if they haven't figured it out, then they really don't understand it. It is very, very obvious what's gone on here, and this is why it's so quiet. The mainstream media has said nothing about it, and yet... It's all, they write about it in little segments and and facets of it. So let's just go through what happened here. First of all, the the chairman of the Fed, uh, what's his name? Powell, I forget his first name now.
0: Is Uh, Jerome Gerard or something?
1: Jerome, Jerome Powell, yeah. yeah. Jerome Powell was appointed by Trump. So he's, he's a Trump guy, right? Do you think Trump would appoint somebody with his knowledge of doing really well in the world of business, not knowing how the banking industry works. Do you think he would appoint somebody, now suddenly he's president, and he would appoint somebody that's gonna be a problem for him into the position of the chairman of the Fed? Of course not. So he put somebody into the Fed as his fall guy or to play a very important role, but ultimately do what he's told to do. And he's played that role perfectly. Jerome Powell, I tell you what, he should get all the Academy Awards available for Best Performance by a a Supporting Actor for for the role he's played as the Chairman of the Fed. And he's done it immaculately. Um, Sometimes being the bad guy, sometimes looking like he's playing along, and then just when you least expect it, he does exactly what Trump tells him to do. You know, under normal conditions, what the Fed would do. At this stage they would be raising the interest rates they'd be destroying the countries because that's exactly what the Rothschilds want they want to destroy their economies they want to take even more control of the people and that's how they've done it they've crashed the economies you know all the all the the stock markets crashes and the big crashes have always been caused from the inside so they can take a bigger grip and more control of the economy the stock markets, and so forth but Trump knew all this obviously and very quietly uh, basically all he did is he brought the Fed. First of all, he didn't go out and say, "Oh, Fed, you bad guys. We know who you are. You are Rothschild banking empire thugs. We, you know, people should know that you're you're a bunch of crooks and and uh, w- what I call them is, is the largest organized crime syndicate in the world, is the banking empire, right? They have more blood on their hands than any other. Uh, in fact, we can safely say that the the Rothschild Banking Empire as a criminal organization is the largest organized crime syndicate in the world. And they have more blood on their hands than all the other crime organizations in the world combined. And we can say that with absolute confidence because they're the ones that provide the money for all those crime organizations to operate. They provide the lifeblood for those crime organizations to exist because they all exist because of money. right? From child extortion, the child pornography, from child abuse to the horrible the, the ritual sacrifices that we've heard about recently to, to prostitution, human trafficking, all of this stuff is driven by money. And the lost child are the guy, the guy, the family that provides that lifeline, the blood to keep all these organized crime syndicates in in business. So, um, I lost my train of thought there. So, so. <laughs> So the, 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 the Rothschilds have been running this for, for since the 1760s, when, when Mayor Amschel Rothschild first really put together the framework for this, this banking global complete monopoly. And then they sent out his, he sent out his five sons into the world, into the five major cities of Europe, and they took control of Europe. And, and, and through the 1800s, they literally just just locked Europe down. And then they use their power and the might and the influence of their, the leaders that they put into place to the banking systems to eliminate any opposition or any leader that would oppose them. And, and you can just go back. Uh, you know, I just put out a video recently that's had close to half a million views in the past two weeks about this, this thing that, the, that Donald Trump took over the, the Fed. So instead of going out and telling the world the Rothschilds are a bad um, organized crime syndicate, we need to get rid of them and take over the, the central bank. He didn't do any of that. You can imagine if he had gone and, and said that. The media would have had a frenzy. I mean, they would have a field day. They would have accused him of losing his mind. They would have had him certified insane and probably not fit to govern a country. So he can't do that. He, he, there's no way he could go and just drop that bomb on, on the American people and on the whole world. So he very quietly just said, okay, well, we need the Fed to work with us. The Fed is not cooperating with us. And we need the Fed to cooperate with us. And because the Fed doesn't have an army, it doesn't, it can't defend itself, it's just an idea. It's a corporation with a building and some people that work there. So, and it's on American soil, right? So he just said, okay, if the Fed isn't playing ball with us, we'll just incorporate the Fed into the United States Treasury Department, and from now on, the Fed will do what, it, what we want it to do because it now needs to operate according to the laws and regulations of the United States government and we'll, and we'll work with the Fed so that it provides whatever means we need to keep the American economy intact and strong and robust. That's it. The Fed can't jump, and, jump up and down and say, oh my God, Donald Trump has just stolen the Fed from From who? What are they going to tell the people? They can't do that. So it's literally, they're between a rock and a hard place. They they can't come out and say what happened because then they admit that they operate outside of the jurisdiction and the legal system of the USA, that they've always operated outside of the jurisdiction. This is why they've had absolute control of the American people and the same with every other country. And this is why every other president in the past up to, up to Kennedy in the, in the last 60 years, every other president was complicit in working with the Fed, working with the Rothschild family, and they have blood on their hands because they did not share that information with the American people and create the domino effect for all the other world leaders to share that information with their country uh, residents. So what Trump has done here is absolutely, it's beyond genius. He did not create any smoke or fire. Just brought the Fed into the uh, the Treasury Department. He is in absolute control. Uh, Stephen Mnuchin, the Secretary of the Treasury, um, is now in charge of the Fed, and uh, and um, uh, Jerome Powell is basically just the puppet now that does what Trump tells him to do. It's brilliant, and this is why Trump has got access to as much money as he chooses to. And he can issue as, as much money for the relief program of the United States as he wants to, as he needs to, to re-stimulate the economy. And, and as you can see, they've brought it right down to basically 0% interest, but he's going to negative interest rates, where if you borrow money from a bank, the bank actually owes you money because you've borrowed money from them. This is where he's heading. I'm not sure how, when he's going to do that, possibly next year. Right now, he's just positioning himself to win the election, to get as much support from the people so he can win the election again. Drain that swamp, as he's been calling it. Get rid of all those political criminals that have been entrenched in, in uh, uh, on there in, in Washington. And it's just a, it's an incredible daily soap opera drama that is unfolding in front of our eyes. And I just wish and I hope that people start watching it like that and seeing it with the expose of all the Obama administration that tried to take him down as he came in so they could continue this enslavement of the American people to the central bank and the Rothschilds. That's really the the big ticket. That's the big prize here. Because if Trump wins, that means the Rothschilds lose. This is a spectacular battle between good and evil. Uh, it's unprecedented in human in in the last two hundred and fifty year history.
0: Well, that's amazing, and the most incredible news. You know, if we can actually, if the American people can hold their own currency, they can actually control their own money. In all the countries of the world, to hold their own money, when you um, read the book Confessions of an Economic Hitman, or understand that, you realize how easy it is. And it's absolutely extraordinary. So what do you think is most important to discuss now? Like, you know, one of my main concerns is I've, I've heard about this first and second wave. I've looked at strategic intelligence, um, that website, and how incredibly detailed this plan is that we're going through right now. So what do you think the most important elements are? One of my concerns is, you know, all the 5G towers are now up. And if that can actually create, um, you know, there's there's different opinions on this, but if that actually can do what some claim it can do, then we would actually see this um, these deaths and and um, issues happening, and uh, then they could use that as the reason that we need to quarantine again, then chip us, and then that that whole plan is laid out: chips, and you know, no more money, and. Force vaccinations it 's pretty ludicrous, so what do you see as a solution for all of this because you know the agenda probably better than i do
1: Well, the solution is what i uh, 've been developing with the ubuntu movement um, for since two thousand and five, and we call it one small town can change the world first of all, we need to stop the the rothschild Zionist Bolshevik invasion of our countries and it's happening in the United States. It is very clear to me now that the Democratic Party, as sad as it is, has been completely and utterly invaded by the, the Zionist, Bolshevik, Rothschild funded, um, uh, communist, whatever you want to call it. that it's, 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 it's an absolute onslaught on, on humanity. And they're doing everything they can to destabilize the United States the same way they did in Europe uh, with the start of the First World War, the same they did in Russia, taking out uh, the, uh, Nikolai Romanov, the, the Russian Tsar. First, they took out the uh, arch um, uh what's his name? Um, uh, of of uh, Austro-Hungarian Empire in uh, 2014, uh, and then launched, created the, I want the, sorry, 1914, that launched the First World War, and then after the First World War, they took out Tsar Nikolai, who was a problem for them in Russia. They invaded Russia with Lenin and that whole Bolshevik uh, Zionist Rothschild-funded revolution. You know, people think about, the, they, they, they read the history books about these revolutions and all that, and they never ask, well, where did the money come from? You know, I'm a guy, I'm an activist, right? You're an activist. There are a lot of activists in the world. We want to go and start an activist movement. It requires huge amounts of money, you can't just do that without money. The way that these guys did it, and when you follow the money, you realize how those the Rothschilds were involved in all of these wars over the last 250 years. It is spectacular how they set up both sides and then they make people fight each other, divide people. You know, so I don't want to harp down this road. It's because it, most people are aware of this already, and I'm sure that the people that watch this podcast will be aware of it. But where this is all leading to is that people are now realizing we need something different. We need something new. And at at this stage, it looks like Donald Trump has got it really well under control. Uh, He is draining the swamp much faster than anyone could have imagined. They've thrown everything at it and they are throwing everything at it. And this is why the mainstream media are now fighting for their lives. They literally are fighting for survival because when this goes down, they go down as well. And many of the mainstream media owners and even the reporters and uh, producers and so forth might end up with charges of treason against them because you can connect what they're doing and what they're promoting is a treasonous act to bring down a duly elected president and replace him with this Zionist uh, banking Rothschild agenda to keep humanity enslaved. So this is a, a very important moment in human history. And, and I think this is we are, live, we are truly living in prophetic, biblical days, biblical times. Um, what we do have is a very simple solution. And this is what keeps me excited. This is why I wake up every morning with a dr- drive and a smile on my face. Because I know that we have a very simple solution. And it's called One Small Town Can Change the World. And if you're new to this please go to UbuntuPlanet.org or OneSmallTown.org and read the first, read the website, read the homepage, watch the few videos, and you realize how simple it is for us to create this new global utopian reality where people can live in small towns or in cities if they want to, but turn those places into amazing utopian places of prosperity, abundance, unity, harmony, peace, on every possible level and how easy it is to get to that point but first we need to survive and overcome what is going on in the world right now and whether we like to admit it or not at this stage donald trump is leading the, he's the spearhead of this of this fight because all other countries and this is unfortunately the the sad situation all other countries except the united states right now are still under the rothschild control and spell or the leaders of other countries, if they have not yet taken control of their central bank, like Donald Trump did, that means that they are still under the control of the Rothschilds, or they are the puppets, they're the puppet, you know, uh, placed puppet leaders of the Rothschilds in those countries. Otherwise, they would have already taken Donald Trump's lead, an example, and said, thanks very much, this is our, our opportunity and our chance to take back the central bank, bring it into the the treasury like trump did turn it into a people's bank and we can talk about the difference between a central bank and a people's bank there's a huge difference and people need to understand this and how quickly a a people's bank can bring unimaginable prosperity and abundance so this is why what trump is doing is opening the door to every other leader in the world and if the leaders and presidents of other countries have not done so yet then the people and the citizens of those countries must know that their leader is a puppet that was placed there by the Rothschild Empire. And that puppet leader of theirs is using the military force and the military might to keep the the central bank in place and is not going to release that central bank from their, their absolute control until the people made their voices heard.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And my question to that is, there are a lot of factors right now. We are, in the, we are in the middle of this. So let's say a country like Canada or Australia or Europe, um, even if USA is successful, and they're still under that uh, different control or agenda, how can they liberate it? Because if the person at the top is connected, they're probably not going to give up that power easily. How can the people do it um, from the bottom up? Because I think that's what we're going to need. The first thing is to overcome the fear of this virus and the agenda and all of that kind of thing and start working together. Um, What do you see as the biggest hurdles that we face as as just everyday people? And how are we going to overcome them? What's the most important information people should know?
1: Okay, so there are two, two, things to your, two, two answers to your question. First of all, let's deal with the big government, the central government. Not everyone in government is evil. There are a lot of good people that go into politics because they still believe that the, the political platform is a place where they can go and, and do good things for their country, their community, and their people. So they are are still good people in politics. And it's those good people with good morals and standards and good ethics that truly believe in bringing liberty and freedom to their country and their fellow citizens. Those are the guys that need to make their voices heard in government, in parliament, to say, why are you supporting the the, uh, ongoing um, existence of a privately owned central bank that is extorting our people? So those people in government with those morals need to speak up and be heard. On that level inside government and parliament in each country because that has not happened it's happened on on very few occasions and very quickly that those videos and that information gets covered so that it's difficult to find so now is the time for those those conscious um, individuals in politics to stand up and make their voices heard in government and parliament but at the same time we have the one small town can change the world strategy and that is a whole different kettle of fish is there we take in the power to the people in the, on the ground. And that's where the power is. The power is always with people on the ground. Because if tomorrow morning, we the people decided that we've had enough of our government and everybody loses their fear, and we say we're going to march on parliament and we're going to remove that dickhead from the position of power, he is not performing or acting as our servant. He is not doing what the people want him to do. We appoint our leaders to be the servants of the people. Let's just remind everybody about this, right? We do not vote for our political representatives to be our slave masters or our dictators. We appoint them to be our servants, right? So again, keep reminding yourself of this. Our leaders are supposed to be our servants. So imagine if tomorrow morning, everybody marched to the parliament buildings and just said that 10 10 million people surround the building. What is the army going to do? Just kill everybody? Of course not. You know, it's, it's just not going to happen, but we don't need that to happen. What we can do is take the power and disseminate it across the entire country, especially countries like Canada that are large and cover you know, such a vast space. But it doesn't matter what country because the One Small Town strategy, is a, is a, it fits every country, anyone, any mayor in any town can do this. And, and, and in essence, uh, again, please go to onesmalltown.org, our website, watch the short videos, read the documents, learn about the very simple implementation and realize how quickly this can happen. What we're doing, Matt, and, and I'm sure you're familiar with this, is that through the 15-year journey since 2005 till today, we've learned a lot of important things. and And we've learned through hard blood, sweat and tears doing this work getting involved in politics, resistance, court cases, Supreme Court cases, constitutional court cases, and done, we've, I mean, we've done so much stuff in, in so many different countries. Now we can look back at that and realize that that was our teacher. All the things that we've done over a 15 year period, resisting the system was our teacher. And from that we've learned what not to do. And by learning what not to do, what does not work, has shown us what will work and what does work. And Canada, in many ways, has been at the spearhead of this, because it was in Canada towards the end of 2017 that we found Mayor Ron Higgins in a small town called North Frontenac that was the first mayor in the world to embrace the one small town strategy. He got it. He understood it. He realized that this is a no-brainer. This is a way to bring prosperity and abundance to his town. And he did initiate this process. There were a few complications. There were a few hiccups. So that the original uh, project that we launched there didn't work as well as we imagined it would or thought we would. But I'm not going to get stuck and dwell on that. What we need to look at that is realize what we learned from it. And what we learned from the North Frontenac example of one small town is that the moment that Ron Higgins, Mayor Ron Higgins initiated this and he started to talk about this on YouTube and on Facebook, he started to get support and phone calls from, cold, cold calls from investors, phoning him up and say, I heard about what you're doing in your town. I love what you're doing. I want to invest in your town. Now ask yourself, how many mayors of small towns around the world get cold calls from investors who want to invest in their small towns. How many mayors do you think that happens to in the world? Not very many. <laughs> Zero. Zero mayors of small towns. We can say that with 100% confidence. So what this taught us is that this very simple one small town strategy where you bring people of the town together, and I'll, I'll lay it out for you very simply without boring you. Um, when you bring the people together, to focus on creating a collaborative and, and, a, and a cooperative uh, success of their town, that becomes very attractive to investors. Why? Because suddenly you've got cooperation and collaboration from a large number of people that are on your side, that all want you as an investor to succeed. And this, I believe, will become the key thing, why, or the key attraction, for conscious millionaires and conscious billionaires and investors once the first small town gets off the ground successfully and i'll explain how quickly that can happen once that happens that that will create not just a linear domino effect it's going to create a quantum domino effect around the world where investors that are wide awake and especially now where investors around the world are realizing this shit doesn't work the shit that we've been through the world as we know it doesn't work we need to find a different way to secure our money, secure our funds, secure our future, and especially secure our future for our children. Otherwise, I've worked like a slave all my life, and my children are gonna be slaves to a system that we became a part of. So a lot of the conscious investors and millionaires are now worried about their children and their grandchildren, and they don't want them to live in slavery. So it's all starting to work together. It's as if there was a grand master plan behind it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely agree. And if, I definitely recommend people go to One Small Town to uh, look at that model because it is simple and it's brilliant. And we know that the model right now that we're in benefits very few people. You know, the banks are still making their money. And if you look back in history, everything that you're saying is all documented and you can figure it out. You know something is wrong when I think it's 3 billion people live under $5.50 a day. And we've got, you know, we're looking at the coronavirus deaths. And the first thing that I said is like, well, we still have 9 million, 9.1, even higher now probably, that that, um, die of starvation or hunger-related illnesses. And we as a collective, we're not looking at that, but it's because they have these systems that impose that on them and they they don't have the opportunity for growth. And that's happening now to Europe and Canada and North America and the quote unquote developed countries. And we're realizing how fragile it is when most people have a month or two of savings and they're working 40, 60 hours a week just to get to that point. So obviously the model we're, we are in doesn't work. It's not based on values or ethics and what you've created in is is much more sound it's much more reasonable it's much more common sense and the more eyes we have on it the more people that engage and when we look at a system we know we know if the game is rigged you know what i mean if we're all looking at the rules if we're all looking at how it operates we can say you know what that's a space i want to be in and one of the positive things i think coming from this is how it's bringing people down into what do i need I need food, water, shelter, freedom, good community. And you know we're, we're getting out of that greed mentality and almost into this uh, very baseline. What is it that I need to be happy? What is it I need to be alive? And they can now take all their time and energy and create something beautiful and amazing rather than just going to a job and acquiring you know, fake money um, to buy a few things. So what I wanted to ask is, it's kind of a backtrack a lot of people my friends and people in the world if they watch the mainstream is they're waking up a little bit I'm, I'm happy to talk to you right now because it's more inspiring than what I've seen when I went down to the rabbit hole of the, the chips and the forced vaccines and all that scariness it's it's insane so you were talking a little bit about the science um, of what you're discussing or what you're researching what do you think would be most important to speak about now because I know we only have about 10 or 15 more minutes
1: Yeah, so firstly, uh, for anyone that wants to find out about One Small Town, please go to onesmalltown.org. Everything is there, Uh, how to get involved, what to do, how to spread that information, watch the videos. There are a number of different videos that focus on slightly different things. It's really simple. All we need is one mayor. We need one conscious mayor uh, that wants to implement this in, in his or her town. And the rest is literally, it's a domino effect right across the world, across borders, across all countries. And uh, and I think we're, not I think, I know now because of this crazy situation we're in, that this is, this is going to happen, I, I believe, a lot quicker than than most of us can imagine. Uh, and I say that for reasons that are happening in my life and many people that are contacting me, you know, hundreds of emails every day, a lot of them come from very conscious millionaires and billionaires and people that, that want to get involved in this. So my doors are open to more people that want to get involved but don't phone me and and spam my email, my inbox, if you just want to say hello. Call me if you're a mayor. If you're a mayor of a small town and you want to implement this, send me an email saying I'm a mayor of a small town, I want to implement this. One line so I can get back to you immediately because what often happens, people send you these long emails and you spend hours and hours just leading wrong emails and they they go nowhere. So we got to work smart and not hard at this stage to bring the first solution to the world. At the moment, yeah, I'm driving this from my little office here in South Africa with very little support. But the idea and the philosophy is alive and well. And it's starting to, it's starting to really grow in the hearts and minds and the souls of people in, around the world on a rapid, in a very rapid rate. Um, so find out about that. And then secondly, please do not be afraid of this coronavirus thing. Everything you've been told about this virus is a lie. It's, well, it's not a lie. It's an inflamed, It's. It's. they've taken a little bit of truth and they they completely and utterly blurred out of context, right? So yes, there is some sort of a virus. What the cause and the source of that origin of that virus is, we'll probably never find out because it's so hidden under under so many layers of deception, but it looks like it was a a synthetically created virus in a lab. It may have started as far back as in the 80s, in the United States with, with um, uh, Dr. Fauci, that really unsavory human being who, who the American people are looking to for, for medical advice and, and support. So he's probably the rotten apple in this and I, I think he's about to be exposed um, for that. And, uh, and, and once again, I think that the team that Trump has that's very cleverly stacking the deck against all the rotten apples in the state of Denmark now I call the state of USA <laughs> so they 're really starting to, to come out and showing themselves to be the rotten apples, but so don 't fear that this is a, the, the statistics first of all, for the deaths of corona are highly and highly inflated. What we are told as statistic deaths are probably not anywhere near what they are, because most of the hospitals have been given very strict instructions. Um, of how to mark deaths in the hospital. Pretty much every death in every hospital today is put down as a corona-related death. So the corona deaths are highly inflated. It's probably not near what what it is. Um, The second thing is that the the virus itself is not nearly as contagious as, as they claim it is. A lot of studies have been released about this. Uh, yes, it is contagious, but it 's no more contagious than the, the the normal flu that we face every year. year every year about more than half a million people die every year of the common flu you know around the world so fewer people have died of coronavirus so far worldwide and yet they 've locked the entire world down they 're preventing people from from their normal liberties and right to life right to to live and to to right to life. Every, all the human rights, our First Amendment rights for those in the USA and all our liberties for all those constitutional rights in their countries have just been shut down. In South Africa, it is now unlawful to help other people. You cannot give people food. Somebody is starving and you give them food, you get arrested and you go to jail. That's how bad it is. So you can see this is not about a, a disease. This is an agenda to drive people into the ground, to destroy their their integrity to destroy their morality, to make them look like clowns walking around with masks. And if you don't wear a mask, you get arrested, you get beaten, you get thrown in jail. This is despicable. You know, when, when people get a, uh, an infection or a disease, you isolate and you, and you quarantine the sick people. You don't quarantine an entire country, destroy the economy, destroy everybody's lives. There is a whole different agenda. So this is obviously very clear to those that have woken up and hopefully those that are waking up will realize this very, very quickly. So we need to stand up and, and somehow get out of this. And it seems that it's happening quicker than they've, they anticipated because people are just being disobedient and just going for it. And it's good to see that many uh, sheriffs and, and, and policemen around the world, especially in the USA, once again, are saying, I'm not arresting people for wanting to take a walk on the beach. Sorry, this is this is just crazy. And the sheriffs are saying, I'm not going to impose this dictatorial draconian law on my people in my county. And and we need more of that, where the sheriffs realize that they're part of their community and they're not there to implement draconian dictatorship laws that reduce us to bloody pawns in a chess game. Yeah, so, abso- absolutely. And people- also... Go ahead. Sorry, Matthew, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Uh, and the other thing is that there are there are cures. There are there is a cure. There's there are several cures for for this virus and for the effects of the virus. So, and once you've had it, uh, then you have an immunity. Like and then you're okay. So, understand. Don't be fearful. Do not fear this. Don't wear a mask with fear. Wear a mask because you you're doing it. You're compelled to. And if you feel that you you don't have to wear it because you don't wanna don't want to wear it because you want to, you know, be civilly disobedient, then you do that based on your own decisions. But, you know, some countries are far more severe with the, with the punishment they dispense in others. <coughs> there are cures available. It's been shown beyond any doubt that hydroxychloroquine is a very powerful and secure drug. This drug has been around for 60 years. It is, it is approved by the FDA and every other medical central Every other country's medical authority, it is a drug we use in South Africa all the time for malaria. You know, it's not even not even a prescribed drug. You can go get it over the counter here. So most other countries, you can go and get hydroxychloroquine or relate similar kind of drugs that deal with this problem. It doesn't only deal with the symptoms; it also it's a prophylactic. So there is an immediate cure available but over and above that there are many doctors and people and, and herb, herbalists and 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 traditional healers in countries that have traditional healers that are curing all these diseases with traditional herbal medicine that will never be accepted by the mainstream pharma because that completely neutralizes their control over the global uh, pharmaceutical and drug um, industry and, and their empire so don't be fearful. Don't fear this, this invisible enemy. It is completely manageable and treatable. Uh, you have, in fact, some of the statistics that have just been coming out recently is that the lockdown is actually causing more infections than people that are walking around freely. And that's very, you know, I don't want to go into the details why that happens, but of course it's going to happen. People are in a closed, confined, confined environment, and if one of them gets infected, then it's much easier to spread the, the virus in a closed, confined environment. So this whole thing has been an, an, an absolute attempt to lock the world down, take control of humanity, and then impose some sort of a, an, a knock on agenda. And I think what you mentioned earlier, the whole compulsory vaccination thing that they thought they were gonna force on us, that is very rapidly melting away. And once again, we have to thank Donald Trump for that. As he made it very clear, He're working on vaccinations, and the vaccinations are going to be ready very, very soon. And vaccinations can work, but if they proper medical vaccinations, not death cocktails, as developed by by um, Bill Clinton, what's
0: his name, uh, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Yeah. <laughs> you Ernie could King. go Bill Clinton, that would be fine too. <laughs> Jeez. Bill Clinton and 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 Bill Gates whole, and all their the cronies, thing. exactly. The whole, yeah.
1: So, so so but 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 Trump made it very clear in some of those uh, those press meetings where he said. We're we're going to get a vaccination out there, but it's not going to be compulsory. People can take it if they want to. But then he was very quick to say, we're working on therapeutics, and we're also working very rapidly on treatments and prevention. And he said, we'll probably get to the treatments, therapeutics, and prevention before we get to the vaccines. And now the cat's out the bag. Hydroxychloroquine is a very safe drug. You know, the United States military administers about 40,000 doses of hydroxychloroquine every day, right? Hmm. <laughs> this came out in one of those press briefings where one of the generals was in there, and one of the, 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 the lamestream fake news media was trying to you know, catch Trump on that. And, and he said to the general, well, you know, why don't you tell them? And the general said, yeah, this has been a drug, been around in the military for many years, you know, for, been using it for more than 45 years, and we dispense about 40,000 doses of this a day. They're like, oh shit! That shuts everybody up that has any questions about the safety of this drug.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, The whole thing has been ridiculous. Like, as far as just observing it, you know, the states, you know, making it that that you can't even prescribe it. You know, it's been around. Every part of this has been ridiculous. And it one thing I wanted to share is like, it requires people to follow orders for this to work. You know, they're already trying to hire contact tracers in the united states you would need to enforce those rules you know and one of the things i researched was world war ii and how that happened and it was it was craziness but all that's required is us to do either just opt out and refuse and the more people that refuse like the the police officer in the states that just spoke up he he they asked him to take the video down after it went super viral he didn't then all of a sudden the universe responds and he has a gofundme that goes through the roof and he gets more money than he ever needed but that was him deciding and knowing what was right and what was wrong and we might face that and we might have to come to a choice that we know what that is inside and so if somebody or something is asking you to do something that you know intrinsically is wrong you have to make a different choice you have to stand up at that point and it's great to see uh, a lot of positive momentum um, in the world as well um, I know that you're busy I'd love to talk to you for 12 hours to go go deep but where uh <laughs> Anything else you'd like to to share and where should people go if they want to find out more? I know there's one small town, but also, and also I wanted to ask too, for information, like uh, for you, how you gather information. I know a lot of people give it to you because of who you are and the work you do, but would you recommend anybody follow certain people to kind of stay in touch and figure out what's going on? I think just
1: follow everybody. You know, it's really important to watch the different mainstream media channels to see how completely opposed they are. And just you know, watch watch Fox News. The USA is the best example at the moment by far. Watch Fox News and then watch CNN. It's literally like day and night. You can't believe that, that you're watching. It's the same country, and this is supposed to be a free media, right? Uh, I think that's my call from one of the mainstream uh, news stations here in South Africa <laughs> that, that that suddenly contacted me out of the blue. I was on 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 mainstream uh, radio here two two nights ago. And, and I spoke about this, and on mainstream radio, that's not something you talk about. And since then, uh, this morning, I had two other radio stations that suddenly contacted me and want to talk to me. So it looks like we're breaking through and people want to hear this, and that's why they want to talk to me. So I would say go to onesmalltown.org. don't be afraid, spread the word, spread the One Small Town video with everybody, know that we have a solution, follow the steps, don't just go after your mayor and tell them, You know. First, first inform yourself and then contact me if you want to contact the mayors uh, or follow the, the information on the website. We will find a mayor very soon. If you're a conscious millionaire or billionaire, you want to get involved, send me a short message saying, I want to help you financially, I can fund this. We can launch this literally in certain countries like the USA, Canada is a good example. The one small town thing can go crazy viral. It can go, it can literally spread Within months, we can have thousands of small towns doing this. We have the technology. We have our own energy generators that are brand new technology. You'll see this in the video. It's all available there. So we have a simple solution. We are one step away from bringing absolute freedom and liberty to the people of the world and start turning small towns around the world into places of freedom, unity, prosperity, and abundance for every single one of us. And that's the message I'd like to to leave you with because... Just know that we're coming out of this disgusting, dark and gloomy tunnel, the horror that we've experienced as, as all of humanity, and we're coming out to a very bright light at the end of this tunnel
0: amazing well very well said i appreciate you and your work you've been doing this for a long time fully committed so uh just tons of love and respect for you so thanks so much for your work and i definitely will second that go check out one small town check out the work um and we got this we can do it together so thank you so much for your work and i appreciate you coming on
1: matt thank you for the interest spread the word spread the word spread the message and hopefully we'll see you in canada soon sounds good okay
0: take care enjoy your day ciao for All now right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the absolutely phenomenal Michael Tellinger. Now, I know he didn't provide hard evidence that Trump took over the Federal Reserve, but I hope so because there is so much tomfoolery and effery going on right now. It's absolutely ridiculous. And and many people actually on this podcast, they don't know that I've been researching a lot of this stuff for a lot of my life. Human trafficking, uh, the global banking cartel, how the world works, global politics. uh, This stuff is real. It's a real thing. Um, Otherwise, we wouldn't have 9.1 million people starving to death each year. We wouldn't have a human trafficking pandemic that has between 200 and 350 million people in slavery on this planet if it was not designed by someone or, or groups here and you can find them if you do the research and it's clear as day just most people don't want to look at that it's, uh, it's some really dark stuff so I am remaining hopeful and I am looking for solutions uh, to these issues because nobody should be in uh, slavery and an oppression and it does look like it's coming to the western world as well so we need to have clear eyes, we need to have open hearts we need to have open dialogue and I hope that these uh podcasts can be helpful because i really would love to work uh, live in a world that is you know uh, beautiful and like atlantis and, and amazing and, and free and not in a technocratic uh, slavery position and uh Yeah, it's just, it's crazy out there. So please share the show. If you want to join the Academy, go to mattbelair.com, join the Academy, take the Soul Compass course. It will change your life if you do that. I guarantee it. Um, It's very simple and incredibly potent. Um, So check that out. And if you're interested in some one-on-one coaching, hit me up over there as well. And would definitely support, uh, appreciate being a patron and anything you can do because uh, censorship is a pain in the butt. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. I hope that you're doing well in the world, sending all of my love, appreciation, and gratitude your way. Let's uh, just close this up by coming into a state of peace and coherence. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath. Now let it out slowly, filling every cell, every muscle, and every fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, and ready to take on the rest of the day. Thank you so much for listening